0: I'm Andrea, and I believe that women have the answers, that when we come together, we can create great things. So I've created this space for women to share their stories that unite and connect us. You're listening to Our Story Speaks. Welcome back, friends, to Self-Care Sunday. I hope you're well and navigating this crazy world we're living in. Today, you'll hear my conversation with Rita. Rita and I explore tips and ideas around creating a strong morning routine. Personally, my morning routine is one of the most important parts of my day. I actually really look forward to it because I know it's one of the few hours in a day that I can really make time to take care of myself. I like to keep it flexible, but consistent. And so I hope you find value in the tips and ideas that you hear in this conversation. And to hear more from Rita, check out episode 15 of this podcast, where we dive into finding your tribe. And as always, if you like this podcast and would like to, to show your support, please share this episode, subscribe, as this helps others to reach this information. Good morning, Rita. Thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. So, um, right now we're still in the midst of our stay at home pandemic, but we are getting closer, it sounds like, to um, slowly re-entering the world. And I just wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing in the midst of all of this.
1: Uh, For the most part, we are doing well as a family. Uh, I tell people all the time, Maybe the downside of being a big feeler, like a big feeling person is that there's a lot of heaviness right now with a lot of things and just trying to stay above that, giving myself grace, uh, realizing that maybe life is not gonna look like it was pre-pandemic and that's okay. Giving myself grace with, with what I feel I should accomplish during the day, giving myself grace with how, My children are doing their distance learning, but for the most part, we are staying happy and healthy. Yeah,
0: I appreciate that you say. Yeah, I appreciate that you say giving yourself grace. Uh, I think for a lot of folks, um, especially if you're kind of a person that wants to really achieve you're like i should have written a book during this time i should have. (laughs) there's a lot of shoulds that could easily float into your mind um so Mm -hmm. and while some of those shoulds may have been accomplished i do appreciate that sense of grace around this is quite extraordinary and so regardless of whether your stay-at-home situation is wonderful or not uh we've never experienced not in my lifetime have i ever experienced something like this and so there was no way to even be prepared for all the different kinds of feels that were going to come up.
1: Right. And it's a weird thing to feel sometimes normal and then sometimes so far beyond normal. And it's just this roller coaster sometimes and trying to find that, find that balance to feel good. And like I said, like a functioning human and surviving through all of this. Yeah. And maybe even writing.
0: Yeah: So we are going to talk on this self-care episode about a strong morning routine. Both Rita and I um, feel passionate about this topic, and so Rita, I would love to listen to your wisdom around creating a strong morning routine and maybe why it's important or how it would help with our own self-care.
1: Of course, I'm always a huge, huge fan of morning routines just because I feel like they set you up to take on the rest of your day. Uh, it's kind of like putting your oxygen mask on first, and doing things that that you need to do to fill your cup, uh, to take care of your body and your health, and all of that. And I think now more than ever, when people's daily routines are probably all up in the air or in disarray, or you're at home when you're normally at work, uh, or you're stuck at home when you're normally going to the gym or going out, I feel like you need to have a little bit of that routine and structure in place. I'm a big finding freedom in structure person. I call myself like a toddler. Like I need that loving structure in my life in order to to just frame my mind around what's going on in the universe. Uh, So I am all about a strong morning routine and uh, It doesn't have to be a big a big thing sometimes people think that a morning routine has to be two hours long and they have to run 10 miles and meditate for a half hour and you know journal for 45 minutes you know and it doesn't have to be like that
0: yeah it can absolutely be short and sweet Or it can be long, like if you have a Saturday that you have that opportunity to really uh, do a long morning routine that involves those kind of wellness components, great. But we don't need to you know, beat ourselves up when we have 30 minutes because you can make that a really powerful 30 mm-hmm. minutes.
1: Right, my morning routine is pretty fluid in the sense that I do some non-negotiable basically every morning. And then if time allows, maybe I spend more time doing something I wouldn't normally do in a a morning routine, but I would like to. And oftentimes my morning routine, the length is dependent on when my kids wake up.
0: Yeah. And that might be,
1: that might be very true for a lot of moms or parents out there.
0: Right. And so uh, you still have, we have children around the same age. And so my four year old, his morning wake up time is variable. It's often way too early. Um, And so, yes, It definitely depends on when your kids get up, especially if you have you know babies or like toddlers that can um, be challenging. Uh, But I do think that if you can set the intention, it starts with the night before. I think Mm -hmm. um, you know before bed. So there's a few things that happen before bed or the evening before that sets you up for that good morning. So being mindful about your own bedtime, like when you're going to bed. Because if I'm going to bed at 11 p.m., I'm probably not going to get up at 5.30. It's just probably not going to happen. And so if I set the intention that in the morning I want to get up and I want to X, Y, and Z. And so for me, that often looks like a short meditation, some journaling or reading out of something that's um, going to you know, lift me up. And those are my two pretty big non-negotiables. But if I'm in bed late, it's not going to (laughs) happen.
1: Definitely. Um, For me, it is setting my alarm with the intention of waking up to set alarm and not pushing snooze. Uh, So that would be my first tip is to wake up when you say you're going to wake up. Don't, I struggle with this sometimes too, don't set a bunch of different alarms Thinking, you know, because if you set your first one being like, I want to wake up at five, but then you have a series of alarms going off until 6:30. Guess what? You're going to wake up at 6:30. Uh, and I say that because I often fall into that trap. Uh, so set one alarm, and and know that you have to wake up to that alarm, and don't let yourself push snooze. Get get your booty out of bed. Uh, so that would be my first tip is is just get up when your alarm goes off. And that is hard, it is hard at first, especially if you're trying to carve out a little extra time for yourself in the morning. Uh, But just kind of count yourself down from five and shoot yourself out of bed.
0: Yeah, great tip. Uh, So it starts with, you know, setting that intention of I'm gonna get up at six or whatever time that works for you and your family and your children. That gives you an adequate amount of time to um, actually devote to your a meaningful morning practice. Um, I, I think it also starts with setting yourself a bedtime and so if you know eight hours is what you need or seven hours is what you need, mm-hmm. you know count back and say oh, commit to I'll be in bed by 10 p.m and sometimes people feel like well that evening hours are really you know the time my time but I think if we can kind of objectively look at what we're doing in the evening and what we're doing in the morning we can kind of decide where where am i going to find that time that's really devoted to like personal development and and meaningful self care 10 p.m. you might still be up watching episode 4 of your netflix series not that there's anything wrong with that because you know that there's balance and but i don't know that that's necessarily taking us to the next level with our personal development Uh, so yeah, I would just encourage you to make sleep a priority in the evening so that you can honor the commitment of getting up early and showing up for yourself in that way.
1: Yeah. A little tip there too, you're a person who, I know people go to bed at a certain time, but then they might spend a half hour or more scrolling Instagram or some other app on their phone is to put your phone, not right by your bed. To put it in another room if possible, and to use a different alarm. That doesn't always work for me, but um, if you have trouble with boundaries in that area, that would be that would be an easy an easy fix to try and see if it works for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also heard that, and I I have actually taken to doing that in the evening, uh, trying to put my phone away, you know, at least thirty minutes or more before bed, and then turning it off and like hiding it like so that I don't feel tempted to Google <laughs> random things so I know more about pandas like it doesn't need to happen <laughs> or yeah. you know whatever random things come in your head at nine thirty at night so yeah I love that That's and then one of my other favorite tips about our phone is a little saying I heard uh pages before swipes And so that was meant to set up a morning uh, practice of make sure you're basically getting in your pages or whatever it is for you, if it's a meditation or a journaling, before you start jumping back on your phone and getting swiping and scrolling.
1: Right. That would be, yeah, don't pick up your phone right away when you wake up in the morning and get sucked into what's going on there. And I mean, if it's for work or if it's, you know, it can wait. It doesn't have to, you don't have to respond to people at 5 a.m., at 6 a.m. You can give yourself a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And usually, what I'll do when I wake up, the very first thing I do, no matter what, I've been doing this for years, and I'm surprised how many people still don't do it because I just think that I just thought that everyone did is drink a giant glass of water. I think last time we talked to I was carrying around my big old water jug, but it's so important, especially first thing is you know, you've gone hours without drinking any water, your body's in a more dehydrated state, drink a big glass of water. Very first thing. I read, it was a long time ago, I read, I think it was in a Cosmopolitan magazine, it was forever ago, but I read that Cameron Diaz did that and she was dating Justin Timberlake at the time. I know this sounds so silly, this is one of those things we were talking about before we started recording and I was like, well, that's good enough for Cameron Diaz and she's dating Justin Timberlake then maybe this is something I can do every day. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have done it every day. No matter where I am, I'll drink a big glass of water. Pour coffee before anything. It's a
0: big old glass of water. Yeah, right absolutely. I love that you brought up, you you weave Justin Timberlake into our conversation this morning. That's perfect. If you don't know, Rita <laughs> loves Justin Timberlake. <laughs>
1: um, a long time I just ago, she even missed go ahead i was gonna say it's just one of those things that i was we were talking about before we started recording about how those little nuggets like how like why you start doing certain things and it's not it's usually something really little and silly
0: absolutely when people have what you want you know follow them around and get what they have (laughs) absolutely
1: so yeah i'll drink my water and depending on how much time i have in the morning it may or may not include a breakfast or a pre-workout before I work out. Sometimes it'll go straight into the workout depending on how I'm feeling. And uh, for me, I just love doing my workout in the morning because one, my kids are still asleep. Uh, It just gives gives me those post-exercise endorphins. I always say that I exercise more for my mental health than physical health. Uh, What do they say? You exercise because punching people in the face is frowned upon stuff like that. So, so I'll get my workout in. And even if I didn't have time for a full workout, let's say I was the type of person that was like, I need to do my workout in the evening. I think that doing some sort of movement first thing in the morning would be so beneficial, whether that's a short 10 minute yoga flow or jumping jacks or a few squats, just something to get your blood pumping and something to signal your body that, Hey, it's time to wake up and tackle this.
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely I love that I also love uh, being able to get that movement in first thing I find that harder and so I've come across this situation where I don't necessarily always have time to do all the things I want to do and so I uh, there are days when it can be movement meditation journaling those are my like favorite days those are called vacation I guess Mm -hmm. Weekdays, going to work days often, um, that can be a little bit more challenging. Uh, But yes, I agree. I think that all the evidence out there supports early morning movement. First thing in the morning, it's really good for you, gets everything going, helps improve your mood, digestion, blood flow. It's perfect if you can um, incorporate some movement. And that can be hardcore exercise, and, and that can also be yoga and a walk. All of that is going to definitely mm-hmm. set you up for a, an amazing day.
1: Correct. I 100% agree. That's going to look different to different people. Um, and I'm the type of person who loves to follow a specific program. So for me, it's a little bit more of an incentive to be like, I'm going to cross this day off on my workout program. Uh, and that, that often spurs on getting that early morning movement because I know it doesn't happen in the morning probably not going to happen. I just want to, I want to stay the course. Like I said, I find a little bit of freedom in some sort of loving structure like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's also a great point, um, because I have heard it recommended for people who want to be like a high performer. Um, often you, the night before, write down your intentions for the morning and for the whole day. This is, what I, this is what I intend to do tomorrow. And so that could be set my alarm for 5 30, do something, do some early morning movement, uh, take time for reflection, prayer, meditation, whatever that is for you, start my day. And then it goes from there. But actually, writing it down and then checking it off is super satisfying. It's one of my favorite things.
1: Mm-hmm. And that'd be my next part of my morning routine, which is some sort of gratitude practice. It might not normally be for me a a structured meditation because oftentimes I'm so really tired. And closing my eyes and doing all of that, I I don't get as much out of that meditation as maybe I would later in the day for me personally. So I usually do some sort of gratitude practice, whether that's just thinking of things or writing some things that I'm think that I'm thankful for in our journal. And it's also going to include some sort of intention setting if, if I've not done that the night before. And what I really love to do in the mornings is a brain dump because I don't know if there are any other people out there who just sometimes get a little overwhelmed with, oh gosh, what is this day going to look like? Maybe start feeling a little bit of anxiety of how am I going to fit it all in? And just like, Getting it out of my head and on paper and organizing it somehow into a list or picking out maybe the one thing that that would make me feel successful if I could just do that one thing today, what would it be? That brain dump is really helpful.
0: Yeah, perfect. I love that. And especially uh, right now during this very strange time where I think uh, we can move in and out of anxiety, we can move in and out of depression depending on how life is going for you right now. Uh, It's easy for those things to spiral. And if you step out of your bed first thing in the morning and you find yourself already back into that headspace of anxiety and depression, I think this gratitude practice um, is really powerful antidote to that. And so there's a lot of science behind why gratitude is actually works in changing people's moods and improving performance. there's They've studied the power of gratitude um, on our minds. And so I think that if you are finding yourself waking up and just not having that energy, not feeling, not feeling it, like you're not trying to go work out first thing in the morning, I think if you can sit down after you've had your water and write out mm-hmm. things that you feel grateful for until you feel your mood shift, I've literally had to do this to myself. I am going to sit here in the chair and write out the things that I am grateful for until I feel a shift. And it's not always a huge shift. It can be a subtle enough shift that propels you to the next action. So, I'm writing for 30 minutes until I can feel happy or until I feel that my mood is shifting and then I'm going to go walk. And so sometimes it's hard when we're in those spirals when we're feeling down. This is a crazy crazy time, but whenever whatever the circumstances around those is going on in your life. You know, it can fuel itself. Depression fuels itself. Anxiety fuels itself. But if we can stop and do, you know, take a moment to just look at what do I really have to be grateful for right now? And, and really just sit with that. I think that it can sometimes, you know, put a little stop sign at the end of that depression and allows you to kind of cease and get a little bit of moment of clarity around your feelings because feelings aren't facts. Thank God.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: thank god feelings aren't facts and we are just the thinkers of these thoughts we're we're not our thoughts but it's hard to remember that when you're in the midst of you know those dark thoughts swirly mornings or whatever it is for you so yes gratitude
1: i i really like what you said about taking actions that will propel you to your next action and i think that's all about how you cultivate your own personal morning routine that's going to work for you is like think about the things that we've talked about today and choose something that you think will propel you to take on the next thing. And you don't have to start with all the things at once, like start with one and incorporate that. Start with that gratitude practice, like you said, if you're really struggling with doing anything, start with that gratitude and see where that takes you and see what you can act on next. And then you'll find your own, your own system. And I think both of us talked about, like, if we have extra time, we'll do extra things. If we don't, we'll do what we know is going to set us up to have the most happiest, productive day we can.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, One other tip that I have is, um, making sure that, that for, whenever you decide to break your fast, so whenever breakfast is for you or whenever you you begin to eat for the day, I find that if I start my day uh, with quality food, it sets me up for a day of more likely, the likelihood of me eating while well the rest of the day is there. If I started with pancakes and donuts, you know, you I, I'm definitely one of those people that was like, oh, well, I guess the day's over. Like, I guess I'm just going to eat bad food today. <laughs> and so if I, I have to literally start my day and set myself up with the best things that I can put in my body, because I'll just be like, well, you know, <laughs> guess it's going to be a pizza day. Not that pizza days aren't great, but, you know, I want to put the best things I can just to fuel my mornings and to fuel my afternoons. And so I would just also strongly encourage you to start your day with whatever, the, the best quality food, supplements, water. Uh, I like to drink bone broth, which I've talked about incessantly, I feel like. And I just think that it also can, can help continue your day in that kind of forward positive direction.
1: Mm, I like that tip. That's a great one.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, all right. Anything else that we would like to share with listeners about having a strong morning?
1: I think I touched on just my major major building blocks of my morning routine. Uh, Mornings are my time, I love mornings. Uh, I know that not everyone's a morning person, but I think that you can learn to be, appreciate mornings a bit more. Uh, I think sometimes when you're a parent and you have children, you, you appreciate those quiet, dark hours Any um, anytime that you can get them. But I think morning especially is my favorite time of day. And I I, I love starting the day strong
0: i agree i uh i've come to really love my mornings i i really look forward to them sometimes at 6 p.m i'm excited for the next day i'm like oh i can't wait till it's my morning time (laughs) because you just come to feel like that's the time when i do a lot of the work the work that needs to be done internally for myself in my head and in my heart and so yeah morning routines strong positive Mm -hmm. morning routines all right, Rita, well, thank you so much for joining me on my Self-care bonus series. I really appreciate this conversation. and again, you know, I love talking to you and thank you for all the positive, inspiring and um, you know, just really great content that you share. And if you haven't followed Rita, please do because you're just really going to appreciate all the tips and ideas and vulnerability and honesty and just good stuff that she puts out there.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me on your podcast again. I always enjoy talking with you and talking about all the things that I think we both really, really enjoy. It's always, it's always really fun.
0: Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I hope you got some value out of what you heard today. You can find information about upcoming episodes on Facebook and Instagram, at Our Story Speaks. You can also email me at Our Story Speaks 2019 at gmail.com. So please send me an email if you have a story to share with other women. You can now listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor. I have excellent guests and topics in store, so please like, share, and subscribe. Send me your feedback and leave comments. I'd love to hear from you.